Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hope you're doing well. I am one of your co-hosts, Mr. Barry Johnston. Glad that everyone is here, present, and accounted for. Looking forward to today's episode with my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. Adam, how are you, sir? Present. Present and accounted for. Yes. That's right. Uh, I raised my hand, but nobody (laughs) saw. So did I. And then I realized that the way I was doing it, it kind of looked a little bit... Suspect. Yeah, a little yeah, sal- yeah. bad, you know, salute yeah, yeah. to, uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that not being what I meant to do, or is the other hand, and then I'm both present, and then yes. I look like I'm riding a roller coaster. <laughs> but anyway, I'm here, Barry, and I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. Good. Good, man. How about yourself, my friend? Trying to uh, get this summer thing happening, springtime. Mm-hmm. We keep bouncing back and forth between cool and warm. But it's uh, it's slowly getting there. We uh, you know we haven't had much rain, which we need. We need a lot of rain. We need rain. It's been dry around here. Threats of severe weather, but nothing crazy as of yet. And you know what that means in Oklahoma? We're due for something at some point in time. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when. So, yeah, man, yeah. everything's going okay here. Cool, cool. Well, I'll talk to some people and see if I can get you some a change in weather down there. Although my uh, powers are limited, but uh, you know, I, I I know some guys. Good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been listening to? You got any uh, new podcasts or anything you've been checking oh, out? Oh man, I've got you know I'm always listening to stuff. Um, a lot of comedy podcasts uh, mm-hmm. as of late. Um, I always kind of that that helps. With what I do during the day, it helps sort of uh, uh, pass the time. But I will tell you, a recent one, uh, the Dana Carvey and David Spade Fly on the Wall podcast. Um, Anyone that is an SNL kind of geek or into that era of when we kind of grew up, 80s, Mm -hmm. 90s, uh, SNL, they're so funny. And they have great guests on. Some of them are in SNL casts members and then some of them are just friends of theirs but uh it, it often the the podcast always kind of gets into like you know behind the scenes type stuff which is it's just fun to hear stories about that kind of uh stuff from that that time in uh, sketch comedy when um you know some some of the funniest stuff you know Chris Farley and you know those those mm-hmm. sketches from from back then and uh getting yeah, to Wayne's know, world Wayne's and, world uh, yes uh church lady and, 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 you yeah. know uh, uh, the gap girls in a band down by the river <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. all that those are golden <laughs> so good. golden times for that show for sure yeah man. man how about you you've been listening to anything at all no nope ah, i'm kidding um you know i've been listening uh playing catch up on some of mine and uh 
Well, I just noticed I got a, a new episode here to check out. But um, I've been listening to a lot of the Taskmaster official oh. podcast that goes along where they one of uh, they review the show, and that's the British uh, game show Taskmaster yeah. that I've talked about it's on great. here quite a bit. I love it to death, and I yes. watch it, watch it, and watch it over and over again, and I laugh every time. Yes. Um, How does the and, podcast uh, work with that? Well, what they do is they've got one of the guys who the host is a comedian named Ed Gamble, and uh, he also hosts or is co-host <clears throat> the Off Menu podcast, which is another one of my favorite. Um, but what they, he'll have a guest on who's ever who's uh, been a, a participant in the show, like okay. he was, yeah, or. Uh, so they're all, you know, and those are all comedians or he'll have like, another comedian that's a big fan of the show or somebody who's like a super fan and they'll uh, watch it and they'll discuss the task that have been uh, assigned and how each person has done each of the, uh, the, the, the comedians who are contestants on the show has done the task and, you know, what they're, what they would have given them their, you know, the uh, points that they would have awarded uh, versus what the taskmaster gave them. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, obviously it's, it's a, it's a, a Uber fan of the, of the TV series that you listen to the podcast where they watch the TV series and you know what they're talking about. Cause you, you remember, and you remember the scenes that went down, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I nerd out on it and I laugh and that's, you know, like you said, when you're at work and you yeah. can, laughing definitely helps you get through the day and through monotony. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's uh, always the, it's always good to laugh in life. We, we have, you know, the, the world is too serious. We have too much, uh, too many things that are out of our control and mm-hmm. humor will get you far in this life, I think, you know. So yeah. It's, it really, it really is the best medicine. It really is. I guess it's the sound of the soul. Yes. Yes, absolutely. How's that? How's that? I love that, it. I love it, man. Very, I, yeah. uh, it's, it's a deep, deep, yes, deep, deep beautiful deep way to put right it. There. Deep, deep shit, man. Deep shit. All right. Well, speaking of wading into the deep, um, <laughs> and laughing and laughing, uh, today's guest is a very good friend of mine, an old acquaintance from my, Days at East Carolina University and uh, in Greenville, North Carolina, and uh, being part of the, that art school scene and the music store, the record store scene and the punk rock scene, the indie rock scene there. This is my good friend, Mr. Uh, Valiant himself, who is the lead singer of Valiant Thor, the incredible cosmic rock band uh that is been tearing up the, the 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 streets of this planet for you know it's nigh 20 on odd years uh, yeah Barry, yeah. where do we go well I, I i mentioned this before in the podcast uh i didn't know him actually i think i heard about uh valiant thor uh before we ever talked about them because i they were on my radar because they were one of those bands that was like you got to catch these guys mm-hmm. and i was never able to see them play but we have mutual friends it's funny how the world works it really truly is we had great conversation before we ever rolled 
And yeah. then uh, it's just, you know, the fact that he's a friend of yours, it's just uh, this, this life is bizarre and it's weird. Yep. And it's this 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 episode is going to show you just how interesting and weird the world can be. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, how if you pay attention, you'll notice those th- types of things and that you'll see things that are beyond, you know, or maybe there's bigger significance and maybe you are on a, uh, a your journey has a, a course and you got to pay attention, that kind of a thing. Um, there, another, here's a weird story. I, I performed the wedding ceremony for our friend Valiant and his, his lovely wife. That's Melissa. awesome. That's awesome, man. That's Did great. That a couple years back in their backyard in, in, in Richmond. And it was a bunch of old friends and um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I started it out by saying, uh, by doing the uh, dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to talk about this thing called life. <laughs> you know, and again, and everybody laughs. You know, because that's the beginning of uh, Hi, Prince. Let's what go I crazy. said. <laughs> hey, let the elevator break us down. Oh no, let's oh, go, let's, let's go. go crazy. All right, oh, let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so let's go crazy and let's get nuts and let's welcome my buddy VT VH Valiant Thor Valiant himself. I keep wanting to calling his Earth name, but uh, I respect his wishes to be known by his celestial title. So Valiant himself, old friend, welcome to the podcast. Watch your weird story. Uh, well, you know, we were, as we were gathering before, I've been thinking about, uh, about the, you know, uh, we were just talking before we started recording about, about stuff on the road and everything. And I've thought about what led me to being where here, where I am now and all that stuff. And I thought some of the, and, and since I've been talking about, um, coincidence and reading mm-hmm. books like by camera and all these things about coincidence and how, how things line you up and what would, what, what could happen if, if for some reason we could change, uh, time streams or whatever. Uh, but we can't. And so as far as we know, in this time stream, here we are stuck and where we are and what we, what choices we make. It's always weird whenever something peculiar comes up to you, uh, and maybe puts you down a path or makes you feel like that matrix feeling. They say, well, like where there's like, uh, a bunch of black cats walking in a thing and you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm on the right path. Like, well, mm-hmm. I've always had those kinds of feelings, uh, where I think that I must be doing the right thing. Like they're, they're, this is too weird for me not to be doing the right thing. So I guess, uh, on earth after college, where we first met in uh, Greenville, North Carolina, I moved to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and we had this band going called Valiant Thor. And uh, we thought our idea was to, there was all these killer bands coming through Greenville, but we thought, you know, there's even bigger and better bands that we love going to Chapel Hill to like Cat's Cradle. And what if we could open for some of those bands? Yeah. And so we thought, let's go there and let's, let's try to like 
see if we can do something with it, you know? And I had finished my master's, but our drummer at the time was hedging and we were, we were like, well, we're, we're getting this new drummer in and he was finishing his master's at state. So we got a few gigs opening up for some people that were like our heroes. His first gig actually was opening up for the remaining alive members at the time of, of the MC five, which was one of our completely like most like the band that influenced us the most with a front man, Mm -hmm. dual guitars, bass and drums that was playing rock and roll, drop to your knees, sweaty, kick out the gems, rock and roll. And we, and they, they came by, they were called DKT, Dennis Kramer Thompson for Wayne Kramer, uh, Michael Dennis and, uh, and Dennis, uh, uh, Michael Davis and Dennis Thompson. And we just thought we felt so lucky. And then we had a couple more instances where we were able to open for some cool bands. But then we thought, you know, this is one way to do it. But what if we just got out of here? What if we just so we were steady going on tour from college th- through the summers. You know, this is pre-Internet. This is pre-Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is before Google. I remember booking the first tour on Lycos, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like like Lycos and yeah. uh, Chicago rock bar yeah. rock club or so, whatever. So we, so we should elaborate on that too, because, um, I, I was touring at that time also. And, mm-hmm. um, you would literally put together your tour and then you would, you would route it all out and you would try to follow the map as best you could. And then you would, you would, when you would advance your shows, then you would get, you try to get the directions to the club from somebody from the club. So you don't end up in, God knows where, you know, um, it was, and cell phones weren't readily available. I mean, you had a cell phone, but you you don't have what you had then maps and shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, No, it was a phone. That's all it was. It barely even texted if it texted. Exactly. And it was bought under the pretense of using it for emergencies only. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're using. I'm talking about using payphones to try to. I mean, printing out MapQuest. Yeah, uh, yeah. From from Kinkos and, yes. and stapling it all together <laughs> yeah. in the notebooks so that you. Would, oh my God! Yes, man. Not even having enough money to pay the phone bill, so yep. calling them or confirming it from your Hotmail account, <laughs> yeah. and then and sending a thing saying we're on our way. I'll see you in three weeks. I Promise isn't we'll that there. crazy? <laughs> Is it that's so fucked up now when you think about it? You just you showed up and it happened. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but that's just the way it was. I mean, yeah. until, and this is, you know, there was no MySpace when MySpace happened after you had already been, you, you're already pro at this shit by the time right. MySpace came right. out. And it became, MySpace provided a tool for bands. Like literally as soon as MySpace happened within a year, every single one of your friends had bands. Yeah. And so it was yeah. a lot easier to go look up a band from, you know, Saginaw or wherever the fuck you wanted to go and you could figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was a lot harder, uh, in 2000 and 2001 and 2002 to get across the country, you know, like by the time, let's say you did, you know, our big, I remember bragging that we were, we were like our first big tour was, it was 52 shows in 57 days or something like that. And then the next summer you would add a couple to it. But, but it was like, five of those shows would get, get, uh, canceled or something would happen, but you'd pick up five, you know, five more somehow just by friends of friends or like, and I think it, we, I don't know if we ever would have been able to do that if we didn't have such a rich, uh, rich like art program and skateboard scene and stuff Mm -hmm. like that in, you know, how different 
different cities. I mean, different years, like sometimes they'll be great and then it'll be yep. dead for a while and then it'll come back. But the yep. crop of people, the creatives that we had in our town and the people that were getting booked to come through, just like our little art spaces and our, at the, the skate park that we had in Greenville backdoor skate park, where we started mm-hmm. the people that were coming through there, we were, you would do everything you could to show them a good time. Mm-hmm. Meaning you would give them, you would, uh, put them up, try to get them food, try to get them as much money as possible so that in turn you collected all their information. And that way you weren't just lycosing some bar in Arizona that you've never heard of. You were trying to hit those guys up. Oh, those guys in Louisville, they, we, we hooked them up. Maybe they'll hook us up. Yeah, man. So that was another part of the equation too, to like just piece it together. Yeah. Yeah, Network old school networking. Right. DIY networking, like no no agents or anything like that. That was where that was where we started and came from. And so you know, but you know, you still have this thing where you're like, all right, I'm a college graduate with two degrees. I'm now, uh, I've now found myself while waiting on the other guys to finish up their stuff. I'm a school teacher, uh, you know, and then I got somehow landed a, a teaching gig teaching sixth graders in Chapel Hill. And, uh, and I'm like, then we, you know, this is sort of like the, the part of the story where you're like, we get a record deal. Um, and, and you have to make a decision what you're going to do. And you got your family pulling you on one side going, no, you're a teacher, man. What are you going to do? Go. And you're like, nah, man, we got a record deal. I'm going to try. I'm literally like, I didn't go to school to be a teacher. I went to school to be an artist. Like you don't want me to go try to make it with my art. So regardless of what anybody said, uh, we were going to do this. So my weird story, I guess the the thing that I'm leading to here and, and, you know, we can elaborate on all this, but, um, the point there is where we built up for years, this, this following to where we believed in ourselves enough. We made this record, we submitted, I mean, we would, we would write to different record labels. We would go out on these tours for all summer and come back and work our jobs and do whatever the other guys would go back to school if they were still doing it. And we'd film the whole thing with VHS cameras or, or Div, Div 8 cameras that we had uh, and take these tapes, cut them together, and send them to places. And we sent one to Volcom because some friends in Wilmington had gotten signed, that band ASG. And at the behest of them, one of their reps had come out. So when we were out in California, we played some, sh- some shows. And we had tried for a while to be only, you know, like there was all these bands that came through. GSL from Sunny, from Angel Hair, and all these bands were people that we looked up to and thought it would be cool to be on a label like that. Mars Volta, their yeah. first EP was on, G- you know, The Locust. That was the kind of stuff we were thinking. Sure, sure. <laughs> But we played all these places. At, those guys helped us get shows, and we came back, had all these adventures, and and somehow Volcom Entertainment was interested in us. And another band from Texas who were doing a similar thing called the Riverboat Gamblers. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And so both of us were trying to figure it out, and they didn't know if they were going to sign us, and they decided to sign both of us. And in my... Um, in my research to decide what to do, whether to say yes to all this, we, uh, my, my best friend, art partner since I moved from my hometown to Greenville was this guy named Tyler Wolf. He goes by Wolf Knight on, uh, he lives actually down in Wilmington, North Carolina. He's a great artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's been the bass player, Professor Nightwolf Strangies. Uh, he's, uh, 
he and I sort of developed all this out of another Valiant Thor turned into Valiant Thor from from the remnants of Lo-Fi Conspiracy, our first like art band that we had down there. And uh, when we were looking at it and and everything that we put together, we wanted to make sure that and this is sort of breaking the fourth wall a bit, but all the stories that we told and I'll put it like this. Say I'm from the planet Venus. Say I'm not from the planet Venus. It doesn't matter whether you believe that or not. What we were given was good vibrations. However, if we said, okay, you don't think I'm from planet Venus. This guy was here. This story's here. We heard this story or something like that. No, maybe we heard this story, but maybe we're from another time stream. Um, and we looked into it, and and the what we thought was clever uh, was that Valiant Thor is spelled V-A-L-I-A-N-T, Valiant, like like a valiant warrior. Yep. But we changed the A to the E so that it would be, be alien in there and added an extra R for rock and roll. So we were alien rock and roll. And the guy who invented this story, supposedly, the guy who first wrote a book about it called Stranger's uh, Stranger at the Pentagon was a man named Frank Stranges, and uh, he was a ufologist. And he wrote this book in, you know, and he claimed in 1957 that I don't know if you've heard about the story about Valiant Thor. It's gotten a lot of press lately because one of those TV shows um, uh, did like scenes about it. Um, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the show, but but I was inundated with messages about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, one of those uh, horror shows that changes the the cast the same cast but they changed the American Horror Story American Horror Story did a whole thing about about oh, wow. Valiant Thor so maybe people know maybe people know who Valiant Thor is now a lot more people do um, that the profile of the story is bigger but they said that this alien came from Venus crash landed on the planet uh, on Earth around Alexandria Virginia. And he told the Pentagon and Dwight Eisenhower, who was the president at the time, that the reason that um, – and I'm trying to keep this – this gets go, I could go on and on yeah, with the yeah, details. Yeah. But, but basically he's told them that, um, that uh, if you the, – the, the, the reason the aliens haven't come down to this planet to show them – the reason God hasn't come down to show themselves uh, is because – this planet is a warring planet and we're, and we're disgusting in God's eyes kind of because we're such a warring people. And if we would embrace peace and treat each other with respect, then the whole galaxy would open themselves up to us, to their knowledge and their minds and their, and their powers and their, and their jubilation, I guess. And the guy who's writing this, you got to take a little bit of it with a grain of salt because he was like a, a religious man. He called himself a ufologist because he saw the, he mixed UFO studies with religion, I guess. Mm. And uh, but you know, you could drop all the religion stuff and just say, like, all you, you know, you could say, "Hey, man, these aliens would say that they that they would give you the secrets of the universe if you'd just be good people." You know, I liked that it was an anti-war message. Um, and you know, but but once we started calling ourselves that people from all over the internet that from back then who would, if you know, back then you could look this stuff up and, and, uh, in like the early two thousands and you could, you know, there were stories about people saying that the Valiant had no fingerprints and that he had clothes that you could touch and it would seal with no zippers or Velcro or anything. It was just like a, 
a different kind of cloth that they had never seen before, and that he lived in the Pentagon for three years, and then sometime around 1963, he disappeared and was never to be seen because Eisenhower wouldn't tell the people of America that, and therefore the people of the world he wouldn't tell them that because he thought it would cause all this great panic. So he split and supposedly the ship called the Victor one got went away from the earth and went and parked somewhere in uh, Lake Mead, Nevada near Mount Shasta where a lot mm-hmm. of like cryptid stuff happens. Uh, it's a, it's a spooky weird place. That's a whole other story, but um, that that's sort of the, the story, right? Um, and, but when we, when we, named this, all those people that were telling these stories that were there, that were witnesses, cops, people who worked at the Pentagon, guys that had met Valiant Thor from, um, I always say Australia, but what I meant was New Zealand would write to me through this, through the email of the very first website that we had that I made in a college class uh, <laughs> that long has since been passed. Not even like a Geos, Geocities or Geocities, however you say that, like a, a, a it was from like director eight that we made something and uh, people would write to us and be like, I, I, you know, sending us digitized pixelated pictures of, of us on top of a mountain with hair longer than I'd ever had, but it looked like me, you know, and yeah. from, this is from 10 years before I was supposedly born on this planet. However, you know, they, and they saying that you are, the, you know, like you're him, you know, like in the way that, what if the government killed him and they buried him and the nutrients went into the ground and uh, and the nutrients made fertilized the ground and the grass grew and the cows ate the ate the the grass and the burger the cows was eaten as a burger by your dad and your dad had you and you're you're him <laughs> yeah yeah and all these all these stories and then you start going well where's the legality in it and so when I when I was doing our research after we got asked to have a record label um uh, we were looking to see if we were going to get sued by the and so but but they never registered this as a character because mm-hmm. they all believed it they right. believed that this was real. So Frank Strange has never registered it. He was talking about a person that he met, whether that person really was from Venus or not. That was not, that was, that was the thing. He actually met this person who they, this person was a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they don't know if, you know, like he, no, he really believed he was from Venus. He believed what he saw, but these weren't registered trademarks that we were going to get in trouble for. So we started looking into more stuff and I started looking into more of the books by this Frank Stranges. Right. And so he had written many books up at leading up into stranger at the Pentagon. Um, and I have a bunch of them now. But let me backtrack just a little bit about that band that Tyler and I had before uh, before Valiant Thor. It was called Lo-Fi Conspiracy, and we had it from 98 until t- around 2002, which would have been – I mean it, it stopped around 2001, and we, we basically played with this band for a year before we did our uh, debut. So, but our, we had a t-shirt and we had a, uh, you, do you guys know what clip art is? Obviously old yeah. guys like us know what clip art yeah. is yeah. It, from like a uh, college or like high school, uh, yearbooks or, or newsletters where yeah. they're making newsletters and stuff. These, these binders were so thick, you know, like, mm-hmm. like thousands of pictures in them. It was, it was pre-internet like database for pictures. It was like flash art kind of, or yeah. like for, what do you call it? Like for tattoos almost, but yeah. Yeah. pictures and, and they had subjects for everything for every holiday and every kind of like tons of pictures of cats. It's almost like going to 
on Instagram and looking up a GIF now, you know, just right. tons yeah. of stuff, right? But there were there's these big binders, and so uh, we needed a, a T-shirt design, or we needed some kind of design for a sticker. And uh, our and Tyler's roommate was a guy named Ryan Everett, and he he made a T-shirt for us out of this guy. We called him the Lo-Fi Guy, mm-hmm. and he had a sort. He looked like sort of like a. Uh, the Beastie Boys. If it, it, it was a silhouette of the, the Beastie Boys when they were dressed up like the guys in uh, the the uh, the video for uh, Sabotage. Sabotage. Okay, like a yeah, cop yeah. with a mustache, sunglasses, yeah, 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 yeah. the the quaffed out hair. Kind of reminded me of I always said from Hawaii Five O. Uh, mm-hmm. um, not Dano, but the uh, Steve the, McQueen. Steve McQueen looked like him, you know. And uh, and we and I was always we thought about the lo-fi guy. He was just a silhouette, right? And it said lo-fi conspiracy and it had this guy and then so we had t-shirts we used it on flyers and that's that's granted 98 to to 2002 and then you know we do this thing and we get offered this record deal in late i guess we got record the record deal in 04 and um and up until then i had never looked up the books of this guy and I'm, I'm sitting on my lunch break as a sixth grade teacher in Colbreth Middle School in, in Carborough, North Carolina. And I'm looking up these books and I'm thinking, maybe I should check more of these out, you know. Uh, and uh, he's got a bunch of different titles. And one of them was written in the late 50s. And it's called The Mysterious Man in Black, number 666. And do you know what the fucking cover of that it's not even a booklet. It's like a pamphlet, but it was, you know, it was a thick pamphlet. He never got it actually really published. But do you know what the cover of that was from 1955 or something? No. It was the same fucking piece of clip art. It was the lo-fi guy. It was wow. the lo-fi guy. Wow. That, 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 Crazy, that, dude. That has, you know, like we, we hadn't even heard of the story for, yeah. we, wouldn't, we wouldn't hear. For, and this is like. Picked out of this isn't like a known thing. I, I'll, I'll if you want to use the uh, picture that I'm talking about, uh, I'll I'll send it to you. Cool. You, pro- you probably remember it, BB. You probably oh, I, I, dude, I've got I've, I've at least got one sticker left that I never put on anything. Okay, and so so that guy was the cover of this book, and I'll 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 show you somewhere. I have a picture of the T-shirt that we made, and then five years later, this thing that I find on on the internet. Actually, I have a copy of the book now because uh, I had to get it. But but mm-hmm. that to me, when I saw that, I knew that that was the world telling me that this is uh, I'm on the right path. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Does yeah, that yeah. make yeah, sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's probably out of my, I mean, there's many weird things that have happened to me, but all of them seem like, you know, whenever BBS told me you guys were starting this podcast and it's been, you guys, I saw what, 190 episodes the other day. Like, you you know, you guys have had lots of stories and I've had lots of time to prepare or think about it, but, and there's been, but, but a lot of the things are like, you know, like there's stories, but they all seem like just interactions with people that I never thought I'd interact with and kind of some cool things sure. that they were nice about or made me feel good about. But I never had nothing in my life that seemed so weird or so like uh, picked out like the world, like almost like a door opening up and saying, you have to walk through this door right now. Mm, yeah. You have to quit your job. You have to see why the world brought you that piece of art 
you know, completely randomly, not even, not even, we didn't even ask Everett to send us that. And he had no idea at all who Valiant Thor was. He, he had never even heard of it. None of us had. Sure. The only thing, the reason we ever heard of it was a, a, a pilot for a show that aired um, right after. I'm trying to get my timelines right because the crazy thing is I thought this was our 21st year anniversary. Uh, my wife, who is constantly right about everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, not in a bad way, but she's yeah, completely yeah, yeah. completely right. Yeah. Uh, reminded me that we, you know, we bullshitted around getting stuff right for a whole year before we actually played. So I was thinking we had played in like around Easter of literally like this week is about our 20th anniversary. Now I'm thinking it's already April, like April 22nd or 12th or something was our 20th anniversary. So I got to look up what the day is. It's really coming up. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I thought it was a year before, but anyway, in that time, and I think it might, it's quite possible that it could have been because we were arguing about what the name was going to be and it was going to be a couple different things, but we solidified on it by watching this, this pilot that came on after nine 11, uh, on the discovery channel called beyond bizarre, okay. which is what this whole story really is. But there was a, it was, I think it only was one episode and it had, it had, um, and I, I kept this shit close to the vest for years, but this is just me reminiscing. I mean, maybe I'll die and never get to tell the real shit. So I'm just, I'm just we appreciate I'm just laying it. it. I'm laying it out there now. I mean, there, the, the story was about, um, it was about, there was two, it was like two segments and it was going to be a, th- a show like, like this where they talk about weird stuff. And it was in that old style of discovery channel where they would go around and show you these things. And the first one was a story about Valiant Thor. And the second one was about snake charmers and snake churches. And okay, okay. That, yeah. <laughs> and that's so great. I met, yeah. I that's the both fucking of them formula together. right there, dude. Yeah. That's Valiant yeah. Thor, especially those early days. That is, that is it, man. Wow. Yeah. Snake charming was a very much a part of the whole, uh, <laughs> The whole vibe back then. <laughs> drink the drink this uh, venom. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> hey everybody, you're listening to the What Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. I remember those early days because I, uh, I, I missed the first show because it was rainy. You guys were playing a backdoor. It was raining like crazy. And my girlfriend wanted to um, – uh, she rather than go to the show and get out in uh, the wet, she wanted to uh, to have sex. So <laughs> that's why I missed Understandable. Your, your first show. And uh, priorities, so, you know, yeah. But those early days, man. Like I would tell people when any somebody would ask me what you know what's a, what's the new band like because Lo-Fi Conspiracy was always just. I mean, her. 
Valiant has always had a crazy stage presence. I mean, he's always just rocks out, throws it out, pours out with energy. He's covered with sweat and grime and whatever after every show. And I would tell people that it's like it's like James Brown and Mick Jagger had a love child from Venus who was leading uh, a church, a, a space church. And this yeah, was a revival for a space church. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'll take that. That's great. You know, because you think uh, when I think about uh, Tyler and Brendan and uh, and DJ uh, from Lo-Fi, it was a weird combination as well. You know, because me and Tyler were just art dudes and Brendan had like a, a jazz drummer style and DJ was like a um, like a almost like a surf guitarist with his mm-hmm. triple rectifier. And we would play and it would be like people said it was like uh, the singer. It would be like either Rocky. They'd be like, oh, like Rocky Erickson or that guy, Jesse was the guy from the gun club singing for the dead Kennedys. That's what they would say. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 you know, back then you're like, ah, is that a good thing? I'm okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, And, but then, you know, it it morphed into what it morphed into. And and there's been, we never tried to be one thing. There's definitely periods where over the years as, as one guitar player would switch out and uh, you'd get somebody else where it would be more, punk as they say or more metal as they say but we always just tried to just play give a good show give rock and roll um and and go so hard that people knew that they it didn't matter if there was you know and and hear a lot of people talk about like that now but it it really and truly if there's five people that like you're going to get the same show as if there's five thousand there's twenty five thousand there's uh, there's something to be said i've always said that you know if you want to anybody that would I would talk to younger guys, you know, and they would ask, you know, advice or whatever. It's like, at least back then, I would always say, you got to get out and you got to get out of where you are and you got to just do the work and learn how to be a band and learn how to tour and learn how to promote yourself. And, um, you know, but what you said about following your, you know, your instinct, your gut, whatever you want to call it is something that I think a lot of people are, they shut that part of themselves off at some, you know, like, and I think to certain people to a varying degree, but learning how to go with that is like invaluable. And it's not something that we teach people to do. Uh, you know, your, your instinct, your survival instinct, or your instinct to do something in your life that you feel like you're drawn to do is like one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, that, that was the thing is like, I, you know, we weren't doing it for money. We weren't doing it for, yeah. you're just doing it because that's like, the thing. Yo, these guys, these guys are great. I'm like, I don't even know how to sing now after years and years, but like <laughs> those guys were good. And it's like, they make me feel a certain way and I'm going to, I'm going to add what part I can to it and see what happens. That's, and the, it's a, that's, that's the beautiful thing about it, man. Unfortunately, now music is so different. I mean, you know, especially when you 
talk about pop radio and stuff. It's unlistenable. It, it's 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 all auto tune and everything's perfect and like that's where I think we're missing the point. Like you know, go into a, a just a dirty punk show where kids are sweating and singing every lyric to every song and like just having that is invaluable man and 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 that's why i have a lot of love for the the underground world is that um that's where all the good shit comes from you know sure unfortunately sure. whenever everyone else catches on it's already dead <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> but uh keeping your ear close to the ground is where you get the good stuff man and i i said this before um i've i've watched you know some stuff on you guys um uh, i've never seen you guys live but um you, you know your reputation is just a live band that just delivers it and takes people to another place and it sounds like that a lot of that comes from like a, a real true place for you and it's interesting to hear that story because it's like man that it's so much more than just a name you know, you, you, there's a whole thing that went behind that that pointed you in that direction and gave you gave you the thing that you needed to get it to the next place. It's amazing, man. It's a great story. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, and we and it and you know, it's weird how those things line up. And uh, I feel fortunate. I feel like that was there is no other way that that could have happened. I, I that was the choice put before me, and I you know we were going to try to do it no matter, even if that hadn't happened, we would have, we would have tried, but that made me feel all the more confident to go in there and be like, Hey, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, <got Yeah>. no, <laughs> I have, I saved that resignation letter. I have it, you know, and I knew I was going to let those kids down. They were great and everything. And I would have loved to be a teacher more, but I don't know, man, like teachers, they're, they're not appreciated. And, yeah. Um, no, anywhere, much less just one little spot, but, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, I thought like in my head, there was a lot that you could do to teach people in a good positive way. Mm-hmm. And I could, I would have done a better job teaching this way. That that was my, and my thought process was I'll teach a lot more people this way than I will cl- like in a sixth grade teacher being latched to this, this town, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. forever. So uh, well, I thought. Yeah. You know, that was my idea and well, it worked it, for, for years. It worked. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. And I, I think for years to come, it will work if, yeah. it, you know, but there is timing, you know, it's, uh, as you get older, it, it gets, becomes harder because you back then, you know, you're 25 when you got this record deal. I'm 43 now. I didn't have, I didn't have, um, near as many responsibilities, yep. especially right. now with like the restaurants and stuff, but you also don't need to play 60 shows in a row. Right. Like you can do the same damage. You can do the same, you can get the same fulfillment now out of 10 or 12, you know, shows like, and, and as long as you're, you know, prepping in advance and saying, Hey, yep. this is how we got to do it now. Uh, you know, and you got the promoters willing to make it happen and help you build it up and, and bring it to to them. Then those are the opportunities that you can, that you get a chance to share. And so sure. hopefully fingers crossed, we'll get to do that many more times, um, in the future. Sure. What do you, can you, can you speak a little bit about, um, you know, you're sort of re- like you're realizing 
your dream, right? And you you put yourself in the position where you're going to make this thing go. And you just say, fuck it. We're going to do it. We're going at it. We're going hard. There's no, there's, there's no guarantees. You know, there's nothing that says that, you know, you're supposed to do this other than you have this internal drive. Once you start meeting people that you look up to, that you've listened to for your entire life, and they're like giving you the adulation and telling you you belong in 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 this, what does that feel like? And what was that like for you to 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 hear that and receive that? Well, you know, before and, and you know, to to put it in perspective with my life now, you start a restaurant and then somebody's doing something that's similar to you, and you think of them all as competition at first. But then you realize, no, think about a town like Austin where there's. 10 bars that are beside of each other that are all very similar and they're all, there's plenty of room that they become your peer, their peers rather than your competition. You help each other out. You problem solve things together. And that's sort of the way it is with bands. I mean, we had lots of friends, like I said, that, that, that city at that time with those different people, I think there was four bands that turned into another band that all got signed and we were all mm-hmm. friends at the same time, all different styles of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a band called the Capulets that became the love language signed mm-hmm. to merge. Yep. There was uh, art Lord that, that, that BB was a, a, yeah. uh, a part of that w- became future islands. There was Nemo that became the Avent brothers. There was, uh, lo-fi conspiracy that became valiant Thor. So there was a rich, yeah. rich, um, group of people there. And it wasn't till, you know, we had already been doing it. It wasn't like, Hey, this record deal is going to be the thing that did right, it. We right. said when we first went away that first summer before mm-hmm. school was even over, we we're like, well, this is how you, this is how we're going to do it. Cause these other bands have been doing it, but we're going to do it. And then we're going to do it even bigger the next time. And each time that was one of our first songs was bigger, badder. So we were like, we, we consciously set out to be bigger and badder each time that we did, no matter what, that was the plan to keep on going and keep on growing. And, um, when, whenever the first moment that I had to say, Oh, it's not about reaching a level. We're already in the middle of it was, uh, a guy that BB knows with me, this guy, Scott, who Tyler and I had our first painting classes together, Scott Avett from the Avett brothers. He said he realized it first when the, when they played, when he finally played the grand old Opry and he was like there and he's like, so one of them old players grabbed him and goes, man, he goes, don't be so concerned about making it because it goes so fast. You're, you're doing it now. You're here now playing it. You've, you've, you've essentially, you're, you're in the middle of it. You're going to look back and be like, I wish I was doing that because you're here now doing it. There is no making it. You are, you are Mm -hmm. making it. You're making it happen every day that you're waking up and doing it. So that was a real, that was a revelation. That was like, you know, you're right. We are doing it. We're, we're literally doing, I should be. And I was like, we are, we're happy every day. There was a lot of bands that we would interact with and there's no hate. I'm not going to name names or anything, but there were bands that always felt like they deserve more. They want mm-hmm, more. And yep. I mean, I, we, you know, shit, man, for all we did, when you would see a band who 
you know, you're like, fuck, I've been, we've literally been living on the road for eight years and there would be some magazine and some band that had literally just come out and been around for four months, would be on the cover of a giant magazine. They'd be like their story of their three week tour from hell, how they survived. (laughs) How could you survive? And you're like, what the fuck? It seemed like a slap in the face, but you never complain about that shit. It's just, that's just how that shit works. You know, it's how it's all garbage. Like 90% of those bands we were touring with were put together that especially that the the now we had lots of killer bands that we played with and there was lots of killer bands on those warp tour days but we also saw the ones that were that were put together that were yeah. like constructs they didn't even have their own gear they literally right. had never they never had toured before they were just it was somebody's idea that they put together that they thought they could make some money off of and those bands would be around for a year yeah. you know they would never celebrate a five-year anniversary yeah. much less a, a 20-year anniversary because they just didn't have that kind of they, they they were just happy to be doing it too so again not shitting on them but it was very frustrating to to at some point to be like yeah. you know what, what was one of them i'm trying to think of somebody like uh i mean i could say like paramore or some of the ones that we yeah. were on tour with but but i'm gonna say like these the one even bigger ones like uh one that started with a v uh, I joked about on, on a, one of the biggest stages we ever played at like Roskilde. I came out and said, what, we played a jam and everybody's like, yeah. And it was like, you know, there are four or five times where we played to thousands and thousands of people. And, and, and I was like, what's up everybody. We're, uh, I can't think of the name of the band. It's probably better than I don't say it anyway. <laughs> I was talking shit on them and, uh, you know, and the whole, and it, like just thousands of people laugh and it just feels good. It just feels good to let it out a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I, it, that is the thing too. It's kind of like you, you, you become friends. I, I, and I'm not going to say names either, but you, you would, you'd go out and you'd, you'd be with another band for a while and you'd have preconceived notions about them I got to say that once or twice I was happily surprised, like who I thought they were going to be and who they turn out to be is like, and one of them, I will say one of them was Blink-182. I will say that. I didn't know. You're what, happy with them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Great guys. Well, just cool. Great dudes. I didn't know at the time. I thought at the time it's like going to be just a shit fest. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not even going to name names. There's ones where I thought they were going to be cool where they were absolute yeah. fucking assholes. There's and, plenty of and, that. Yeah, there's <laughs> plenty of that. Sure. I mean, that makes more sense. Yeah. But, but it, to get back, yeah, I guess go, to get back to your question, when you finally do interact with the ones that, you know, that was somebody else's story telling me that. But to get to meet your heroes, like, and then have them become your friends. Like we were saying, there's, there's been so many of those things and you go, man, I never even, if, if we hadn't never made those choices, we never, we'd have been, been interacting with this person. We yeah. never would have been, uh, you know, uh, smoking weed with Joan Jett. We never would have been yeah. like hang, hanging with Lemmy and talking about songwriting. And we never mm-hmm. would have been, you know, doing anything like getting, having people like Alice Cooper play your song on his radio show. Like you never would have had any of those like people who were like heroes, much less ones that are, you know, who all those people were their heroes too. You know, ones like, you know, you meet, you meet up with somebody like Ian Spinonius or, or like, you know, not even close to like a giant icon, but in your eyes, when you're going and seeing all those shows, those Mm -hmm. were the guys who were doing it before you. Those were the guys who inspired us and made us say, Oh, we can do this. You know, they're, but they made you feel like, 
they're just guys. So yeah, yeah. if you just be guys too, if you just be a friendly person, you don't have to be, but you know, like you said, you meet some crazy motherfucking narcissistic characters, <laughs> but that's also because there are a lot of, uh, punishers out there and creepers and weirdos. Yeah. Um, so it can, I don't know, you get what you, I don't know. I prefer to think about being happy about all the things that have come our way and, and getting that, what it made me feel like was, just very stoked that we took the the leap and said, you know, I always say, Hey man, you know, like as now being a person who wrote poetry (laughs) at, uh, 14 to probably 18 about having these shitty bosses. And like, I want to kill this boss. I hate this fucking asshole to now being a boss at a restaurant and like owning, like being somebody who has to, you know, yo, I'm not trying to keep you here. I'm not trying to hold you back. I want nothing but the best for the people who work for me. Why not? If you got a chance to get up there and do your thing, by all means, like that is, that is like what we're all striving to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so being, being able to, um, I don't know, give any of that encouragement back to somebody just like I received encouragement from people who I looked up to made me feel like, okay, this is going to work type shit. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it's great. It's a great perspective. Sorry if I'm rambling. No, it's a That's great, right, dude. great perspective, dude. We, one of the last times I, pretty sure it's one of the last times I saw you guys play was whenever you came through here on the Warp Tour. And uh, I got to wander around backstage with you. And when you guys were playing, I was on the stage behind. And I we hung out quite a bit on the backstage and watched quite a few bands. But when you guys got up there, you're the band that everybody, all the other bands came from yeah. the back to watch. You know, I can't remember who those, uh, the little, um, there was a band, they were kind of like uh, emo gothy uh, little dudes. I don't know what they what, but they were, you know, they were all, seemed, all seemed like small LA goth glam rockers from, you know, generation yeah. three, whatever. But, uh, and they, I remember that they were kind of, they were a buzzy per- name at that time. Sure. They had uh, like a hot chick singer. They all painted themselves up like hot topic. I, yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who you who their name, but I, I, but I, I know who you're talking I, about. But yeah, they were out there and they were just like eating it up. They just could not believe they'd never seen anything like it. And you know, that I know that they'd seen it because I know they'd seen it the day before or whatever, but they just keep you know, just looking at and watching you guys play, we're just like, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the energy that you put out, the positivity, the message that you put out, that was one thing. I know whenever uh, Art Lord started and whenever um, Thor started, they were, you know, kind of what they would call concept bands, right? And everybody was saying, oh, Greenville is only has concept bands. Uh, but it was really just the two of us. But um, also, you know, it, we put out part of what we were putting out was have a good time and be positive and be cool with everybody, you know. Sure. And it was all about that. And that's always been a consistent thing that you've done with with the band and even before with Lo-Fi. It's always about putting out that message that I guess and it's, even, it's a cosmic message, I guess. It just yeah peace and love and yeah just you know be good person sure it goes with the whole original story of valiant thor you know you don't have to have the 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 
cosmic Jesus shit wrapped up in it. You can just be like, you know, hey, man, the, the, the true secrets of the universe are open to you if you're nice to everybody. Because the things that it's, it unlocks people's – if you're nice – People are going to be nice, and it, yeah. it it like it's social lubricant, and that doesn't mean you have to go drinking with somebody. It just means that, hey man, this dude's cool, man. I'm going to hang with him and mm-hmm. see what happens and see what we can do together. And it makes you, you can build stuff with people. You can, you know, when you're when you put your heads together with somebody, it's way easier than when you're button heads with somebody yeah. because we our our motto was that we're going to go over it, we're going to go under it, or we're going to bust fucking through it, and you know. It can be easier. It can be hard, but it's or you know or around it if if we can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah, be, yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if we could figure out a doorway uh, to get through so that we don't hurt our fists or feet. This, um, yeah. But that's that's the way. That was that's it. You know, like you can you can make things happen, and those and that is I don't know. I, I consider it like whatever. What are the secrets of the universe? But the things yeah. that we the things that other people find it hard to figure out, and you yeah. go well try this one. Oh, why didn't I know that? <laughs> yeah. This is a weird plane that we're on. You know, this dimension that we're on is really interesting because it's like, what? it's almost, I hate to use the word manifestation, but kind of, it, it does apply, I guess, in a way it's like, you know, you can manifest things and that could be, that could be negative or it could be positive mm-hmm. and how you choose to live your life and, and the things that you decide that you want to make important that has a huge, you know, influence on everything around you, you know, um, those are, those are powers, powers, man. Yeah. And <laughs> we, we don't, we we can connect with each other on so many different levels, but music with a message is a level that transcends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it re- and that's the beauty of it. And I, I I think about that from time to time. I'm like, what is it about music for me anyway? I, I get I get very emotional when I listen to music. Um, I know it's because I was raised that way, but like um, I have a close connection with music. But it's something about, you know, a lyric, um, uh, a, a guitar riff, uh, a, a band together making this glorious noise that mm-hmm. touches uh, a deep part of you and making connections with people, you know, that um, are drawn to what you guys do. Uh, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And I... I I wish more people could get that out of life, you know. Yeah, straight up. You know, <laughs> we'd be better for it. You know, that's true fact. <laughs> we wouldn't have what we have with all this other. As great as technology is, man. Like going back to like what we were talking about earlier about having to get out there and grind without any you know form of communication really. Like just putting the boots on the ground getting in a van with your bros and going for it. I mean, I just can't, I'm lucky that I lived in a time where that was possible, you know? And now we Mm -hmm. have computers and we have all this shit, but it's not human, real human interaction. You need that. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. You know, I think that the coincidences we often overlook those. 
And we right. often, you know, maybe we'll, we'll take it in for just a second, unless it's something just huge, you know, because we see a lot, you'll see a lot of coincidences in a day, but you don't really, you, maybe you mull them over a little bit, or you, maybe you're trying to figure out, you know, what does it all mean? But like, sometimes it is like the universe is just slapping you in the face and right. saying, this is the path, go that way. So that was really yeah. cool, man. Yeah. yeah, that's I finally, you know, that that to me is the biggest one, the biggest like one that stuck out because it was so it had to slap me. You know, this this was there there had been I'm sure there's I'm sure we you're like you're saying we're we miss out on ones every day. But, uh, but you know, I don't know. I try to I try to be more aware <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very hard. It's very hard sometimes to be aware. You know, everybody has such a lot of excess stimuli out there. But if you can, if you can try to pick it out, if you got some kind of uh, antenna on you, you can try to pick out mm-hmm. the things because there's a, there's a lot of them. Um, you know, and then I don't know, shit, man. You could be. I mean, it, it comes to, to being a, like a paranoiac as well. Like all of a sudden, like. You picking up the wrong signals. Yeah. yeah oh, <laughs> yeah. You'll know. Oh, yeah. Think you'll know. It'll knock you over the head. Oh, some yeah. People, some people will know because it's, you know, it's it's like one of those things like, am I tripping? I'm not tripping. You know, but then when you really are tripping, you're like, oh, shit, I got to get up out of this. I, I need to go get some water right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. I am fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's great, man. That's wonderful, dude. What a great story, man. What yeah. a great story. Right on. Well, I, I was wondering. I was like, shit, man. I got all these little things, but that's perfect. You know, some some of those little things, like th- those aren't the ones that like th- this to me seemed like a good story because it was a real it was a real path, but it's a real weird a weird one. You know, like mm-hmm. I how how many times you know like what if I didn't what if I didn't do all that research? What if I didn't have all that? Uh, that to push me. I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if any of it would have, you know, like you, sometimes you feel like maybe that, maybe that it was inspiration to push it that much harder to make things to like say, Hey, things aren't going so well, but you know what? We're going to try it a different way because this is what's supposed to happen. Right. So, you know, like being a pro a bit, I, I don't know in my life, if I can say one thing that it turned me into all, all of this stuff is that it made me, uh, and, and which I use now, not just obviously in a band, but in my life and everyday life, in my family, in my in my work, uh, in my art, in my music, I've become a problem solver yeah. because uh, no matter what happens, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to do what I think I'm supposed to do, which is I think the right thing. I don't have any impulsions to do weird manipulative, uh, mean stuff or anything. So if I think that it's the right thing and I think it's the smart thing, but there's something impeding it, well, we just got a problem, you know, or, or like lots of problems come and you can't do anything about it, but figure it out, you know? Right. But a lot of people, uh, a lot of my best friends are, uh, hysterics. A lot of my family are hysterics yeah. and they don't, they don't come up with solutions, but I try to, I think a good way to be is to be a problem solver and I'm yeah. not the best at it, but over the years you get better and better. Yeah. So, yeah. 
well, you're in your forties now. So you've got, you've got years behind you of what hasn't worked and what has worked. And you, for sure, you know, and I, and you being a business owner now too, you know how that is where you're on the other side of it. It's like you spent, you know, your, your formative years as a young man touring, doing that, doing the thing that you wanted to do. Now you have an opportunity, you know, to, to help other people. And, 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 and on the other side of that, you know, if you see somebody that is just not willing to get on board and get with the program and be part of the thing that you're wanting to do, it, you know, sorry, man, but but this is just not where we're going. Yeah. Clip, clip. That's yep. what my friend Beto calls it. Clip, clip. Exactly, yep. man. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Okay, I have a question for you, though, man. Talking about you. Okay, what are your thoughts about the UFO stuff, man? About the, the government stuff and uh, the Tic Tac tapes and all that kind of stuff you pay attention to any of that sure uh i'm in i think it's obviously i think um without our without knowledge of knowing i I think that all those things are true that they did see all that stuff whether it's an active uh um creature from another planet. I don't know about that. Could it be technology derived from a creature from another planet that came here a long time ago? Technology that we haven't revealed that we have the, uh, the, the capability of replicating and using. Yeah, I totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's totally, totally possible. Sure. And that, and those guys saw it, but they're not even privy to it. Yeah. I, I'm sure of it. I don't know what it is. It could be without without more participation from the government or or whoever exposing it or them telling us what it is. We might not ever find out unless it's you know put to good use. And they go, actually, we were just bullshitting you guys. There's right. aliens. We we cut those motherfuckers out of the air years ago, and now <laughs> yeah. check this out. Check this out. Wong and like we have time travel, and we didn't. We yeah. couldn't tell you about it because it would blow your minds. But now we yeah. don't care who lives and who dies. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work, but uh, but um, yeah, I totally believe that they saw that stuff. I believe it's there. I believe that there's many things that we haven't seen yet that they have. Uh, I, I would think maybe, probably, it's. I would think that it was something that came here. This planet. I, I don't know. In my head, the best story is that not the most intriguing, but the the best idea I would have is that they that we were seated somehow and yeah. and that techno that technology came from somewhere else and yeah. those people it's like you know well, was god real i don't know maybe he was maybe he's dead now and he, you know like yeah. this was just some shit that happened or whatever like i you know i don't have the answers but i do know that there's plenty of evidence that yeah. you can see things like yeah I, I don't think it's just a trick of the eye or nothing i think there's all kinds of shit we don't know about yeah, the me. world's too the world's very small but it's too big to to know anything about the things that they want to keep from you for okay. sure oh definitely we're on the same page there for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I know that we could keep going and uh, have because I know there's tons of stories. Just her. Gotta, we're gonna keep have, yeah, we'll have to edit out every time I go to Herbie. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay, brother. Uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Valerie's got a million good stories. He's a great storyteller, uh, and he's been. A good friend of mine for a long, long time. So it's, I've been waiting to get him on here just to chat. Um, I know that you know we'll have to have you back on. Yeah, definitely, man. J- 
just you know just to share stories and road yeah. stories and stuff like that because we love hearing those we love to hear sure. good stories and those are to a lot of our friends to a lot of our listeners out there you know being in a band and living that life and going out on the road and being road warriors and the stuff that happens like you know you said when you're like hanging out with Lemmy and and Joan Jett and you know, all these people. That's that's weird to them because that's not their life. Yeah. You know? Sure, I guess I was, it, guess I was thinking that like when you at a certain point when you do that stuff, it becomes not weird to you. It yeah, becomes exactly. what you do, and so I, right. you know. But also to me, it feels like some of those guys, like Lemmy's passed on, you know, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I will tell some. I have some that I keep close to me because it's like a. A sad, you know, still sad for me because he mm-hmm. was my hero, but he was my friend in the yeah. end, and not not even like a joke. He was a real friend who I kept in touch with, and so some of that stuff, you know, you go, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm bragging or whatever. But yeah. then there's some killer stories. There's some, there are some, but I didn't know if you wanted the typical band stuff or something that was like something that was oh, this like is, significant. This you know is, what yeah, I mean? This like this is yeah. perfect, man. This is perfect to me. I guess the reason, the things that I'm attracted to in this earth, the reason I like my wife and the reason I like the art that I like, the reason I like the music I like is all where I find significance. I think that's where we all go with it. And there's how you get there is a whole different, uh, another whole different (laughs) conversation, but where I find significance is something that like, uh, that to me was like the story that, that was the one. And and it only came to me last night. So I'm glad that I'm glad it was uh, a little inspirato to bring it yeah. to uh, a good little conversation tonight. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. dude. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Is there yeah, anything awesome. you want to plug as far as people getting in touch or anything like that? Or where can they find sure. you? If anybody ever comes through Richmond, Virginia, come check out uh, Hot for Pizza or Cobra Cabana. Uh, if you are on the internet uh, and you like shows like uh, Watch Your Weird Story, uh, you can check out, I have a, I have like a little, it's not a podcast. It's just a live stream that I do on, uh, on Instagram. It's called out there talk. And we've only been doing, we've only had a couple episodes, but it's just me getting stoned and, and talking to people nice. about weird stuff basically at night. Nice, and it's sort of like a coast to coast style. It was awesome. going to be, I mean, this is a whole other story, but briefly it was going to be a show like a Anthony Bourdain meets, uh, just going around and to places and talking to people about these things. But the pandemic kind of skirted it, and I got ripped off by a partner I was working with, who I won't say his name, but it fucked it up for a while. But I just decided, while everything's sort of like it is right now, to do it in that format to build what what might build into more um, more uh, videos of it. But you can look up out there, talk the OG one on YouTube, and uh, if you're going to be in Europe this summer possibly Valiant Thor will be out there in July for our 20th anniversary uh, tour. So hopefully we can see you guys around. Yeah. The, uh, that, the video that you did, the, the, for the OG video for out there is awesome. By the way, people go check it out. It's a little documentary travel log kind of thing, but it also has that kind of follow your, you know, the universe acknowledging that you're on the right path because uh you know the just knocked over my mic uh, because, <laughs> because that uh the the thermos 
The fall the, guy thermos. Yeah, I had the fall guy lunchbox, and then the fall guy thermos. Came, yeah. I was literally there. Yeah, a lot of my life, uh, I try to pay attention to those things. So mm-hmm. that that's not even one that I was thinking about just now. But yeah, that's that's another example of uh, of me saying there's there's all these things in our lives that are completely insane, like that you would run into them uh, because I mean. There's, I'm sure they mass produce that that Fall Guy lunchbox, but box. But what what's the chances that I get one? Mm-hmm. And then I go there to this random this random thrift store, like because I couldn't get in to see this guy, so I was forced to make a choice to find something to do. And I go in this thrift mall, and there is the thing staring me right in the face. It's like t- too many weird little things yeah. like that happen, That's awesome. and uh. I try to keep my third eye open for them, if you will. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, definitely come back, man. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Yep. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash W-E-I-R-D dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors well i've always said that a friend of yours is a friend of mine and this uh, podcast has proved that uh, it's so weird how things work you were talking before in the intro about how you married uh, valiant and his wife and what's very odd and peculiar is that uh, he was good friends with the with my good friend that introduced my wife and I together, and it's just so strange how these things coincide and they work. Mm. Uh, it is very very weird our connection, um, even though we never met one another. As soon as I started talking about that. And our friend, our mutual friend, he, you know, he he had great stories to tell about him, uh, which is which is great to hear. And just hearing his story about how he started the band and what led to you know the legend now that is Valiant Thor, is just fascinating mm-hmm. to listen to, man. Yeah, man. And I just want to point out uh, for clarity's sake that um, I didn't marry. Valiant and his wife um, were not part of a, you know, polygamy, a tr- polygamous a trio, a trio, whatever. Trio, yeah, we're not, we're not a love pyramid there. I, love I, uh, scam. I, 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 marry. I did the, I performed the ceremony to for them. 
So that married them two together. So, Thank but you I for did clarifying. not join in. I did not join okay. in the actual. You know, <laughs> I nor was I invited on the honeymoon. You know, so yeah. if that was the case, then uh, yeah. But um, yeah, always great to catch up with uh, with Valiant and to have all sorts of. We always had great conversations. We've always had so much in mind our minds, you know, that were very, our interests were very similar and we are things that we really, really were passionate about was, are very similar and just a good solid dude, you know, and he's one of the people who is a, he's a natural born rock star and, uh, but com- so down to earth and he's always who he is, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've, like I said, I've known him for, you know, for uh, over 20 years and, uh, just, just, I'm glad that we finally got him on and I definitely want to get him on again. Cause he's got some um, tons of great stories oh, to share. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. And, we uh, just, we barely scratched the surface. Oh yeah. 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 And go and check out on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights on Instagram live. On out there talk at out there talk at midnight Tuesdays and Wednesdays Eastern, and uh, he's very similar vibes, but you know he's got the video and it's interactive. I did it a couple of weeks ago. It's a lot of fun. It's really cool. It's very you know like I said, a very similar vibe to us, and he talks about all sorts of things, and uh, it's a blast. So go check that out and go buy some Valiant Thor records. That's Thor with two R's. Um, if you are in Richmond, go got by uh, Cobra Cabana or Hot for Pizza and uh, check those out. Get some good grubs and some good uh, drinks and absorb some of that good vibes and good atmosphere. And also listen to us. You know, yeah, we appreciate we appreciate that we you would. listen to us. Yeah, we like to hear your stories so we can return a favor and listen to you. So come on, join us, share your stories. Email us wywspod at gmail.com. And if I said that too fast, just rewind it and play it at a slower speed. You can follow us on our Instagram page, What's Your Weird Story. You can follow us on our Facebook page and our Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, we would love to hear from you guys. We uh, in, we love hearing from you guys. We love hearing feedback. We love hearing stories. We love just saying people saying hi. So do that if you feel like it. Rate and review and uh, all that stuff if you can on wherever you're listening to this, uh, iTunes or Apple Podcast or I think Spotify may be able to do that. Um, oh, yeah. did you hear that? Yeah. My Alexa is telling me. That uh, that was a good idea, and also maybe that one of my Amazon deliveries have has arrived. Boom! So, <laughs> so I'm gonna go see what that is on my front porch, and uh, we will see you in a metaphorical sense next week, right, Barry? That's right, metaphorically speaking. Here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast, thanks for joining us. Uh, next, oh, next week we got Patsy, and she's got some really funny stories about. Being a troll for online daters, online dating. It's it's awesome. Check it out. Until then, 
Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.